Welcome to C-Store Technology Oracle, a podcast featuring discussions with experts about technology disruption and how it is impacting convenience stores today, as well as what's ahead for tomorrow. I'm your host, Aaron Del Conte, Executive Editor with Convenience Store Decisions. Today, we're going to hear from BP about a lab test they conducted last year using biometrics at the pump and other initiatives, including BP-ME, that are helping position BP for the future. But first, we're going to hear from Aaron McLean, Chief Operating Officer with Stuzo, which is a provider of personalized frictionless commerce technology solutions. Stuzo's C-Store Future Vision platform uses insights to predict what the C-Store of the future might look like in urban and suburban environments, and even how convenience might work in an environment without stores. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Happy to be here today. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for taking the time to, uh, to speak with us today. Uh, to jump right in, I'm hoping you can tell our readers a little bit about the research and insights that went into your predictions for what future convenience stores might look like. Certainly. Our team conducted and continues to carry out extensive research in five key areas. These are technology cost curves, technology convergence, business model innovation, product innovation, and technology adoption S-curves. Through our research, we found several examples of industry transformation that informed our future vision concepts. So I'll share a few illustrative examples. First, if you look back to the year 1900, you'll find images of busy city streets that are filled with horse-drawn carriages. Fast forward just 13 short years and look at images of those same city streets in the year 1913 you'll find them completely filled with motorized vehicles. The horses are gone. And this is a great example of how fast disruption can happen in transportation. Here's a more recent example. Between the years of 2012 and 2018, in only six years, taxis lost 40% of their passenger volume. And that's not because people are consuming transportation as a service less. We're consuming it more every day. What happened is new digital native companies, software companies, came into the industry from the outside and caused severe disruption. Uber and Lyft were responsible for taking that market share. Another recent example. In the year 2000, Kodak had an amazing business. 14 billion in revenue, 1.4 billion in net profit. At the time, Kodak CEO said, and I quote, we have a great brand, a great balance sheet, and cash flow. This is a very smart time to be in the picture business. 12 years later, they filed for bankruptcy. But not because people aren't taking as many pictures. Today, we take more pictures than ever before. Again, it was digital native companies, Apple and Google, that entered the market and caused disruption. It's also interesting to note, right in the middle of Kodak's disruption, 
in the year 2007, Steve Ballmer, CEO at Microsoft, said, and again, I quote, there's no chance that the iPhone is going to get any significant market share. No chance. Time and again, we see industry leaders, incumbents, insiders that have held the highest positions in their market failing to see, understand, or predict the level of disruption coming at them from new digital native competitors. And we understand why. It's incredibly difficult to imagine how your own industry, especially one that has more or less operated successfully the same way for several decades, could get severely impacted in a very short period of time. This is one of our objectives with our C-Store Future Vision platform, to help operators understand how their businesses can transform in digital, to fend off new threats, to address the evolving needs of the constantly connected digital consumer, and to solidify their businesses for decades to come. Very cool. And so you have, uh, through this platform, you've been able to make some key predictions about what future urban convenience stores would look like. Can you tell our, our listeners a little bit about what that future store might entail? Sure. Well, the, the very definition of convenience is changing. Convenience isn't a store. Convenience is an outcome. And frictionless is a big part of how operators will transform to make the store experience more convenient. It's already happening today. The worlds of online and offline retail will come together to create a more personalized experience for the consumer. So we see merchants adopting new types of frictionless experiences, such as mobile self-checkout, grab-and-go, or stores that are either partially or wholly fitted for complete frictionless store experiences akin to Amazon Go, where mobile, biometrics, AI, smart sensors, and computer vision play a big role in making the consumer's experience faster, easier, more personalized and rewarding, more enjoyable, and simply more convenient. And you mentioned biometrics, and we're going to be listening to uh, BP talk in a little bit about how they were involved in a biometrics pilot. And I believe that Stuzo was, was also involved in that pilot program with them. Can you talk a little bit about Stuzo's involvement with BP in the platform that incorporated biometrics? Mm -hmm. That's correct. We used our open commerce platform, including our application server, mobile payment processing application and experience API to enable BP's biometric hardware and POS vendors to collaborate together on the rapid delivery of an innovation program where our open commerce platform enabled biometric pay at pump capabilities. Great. And we'll hear a little bit more from Nicola in a bit, who's going to tell us uh, the ins and outs of how that went from, uh, from BP's perspective. Uh, but can you tell us a little bit about what the suburban store of the future might look like? We heard first about what an urban convenience store might look like in the future. How might a suburban store differ in the future? Will that involve biometrics too? What sort of, uh, what sort of innovations might differ in a suburban store? Yeah, great question. Uh, transportation is changing. The writing's on the wall. GM's autonomous division, Cruise, just received another capital injection from SoftBank and Honda and, and some others to the tune of $1.15 billion at a valuation of $19 billion. 
Uh, we have Waymo's self-driving cars are logging now well over a million miles a month and increasing their autonomous mileage at an exponential rate. Self-driving technology is coming fast and will change how consumers interact with the suburban C-Store. So in our suburban C-Store for the future, one of the concepts we include is an autonomous drive-through lane where self-driving cars can swing through the site and pick up items for the consumer with or without the consumer in the car. So imagine a self-driving car swinging through sheets in the morning and picking up your favorite cup of coffee and breakfast sandwich before it arrives at your house to take you to work. That is a convenient service. Very cool. And then you also looked at a model where there weren't any brick and mortar stores at all. Uh, tell me a little bit about that model and how you're envisioning that. Driverless deliveries are on their way too. Uh, we've seen a number of retailers like Domino's piloting self-driving delivery vehicles. And then you have Muro, a Silicon Valley startup, just received $940 million in funding from SoftBank at a valuation of $2.7 billion to create their own driverless delivery vehicles. Imagine Circle K getting into this business, where Circle K delivers its products to consumers on demand in a matter of minutes with self-driving convenience stores on wheels. And Aaron, there, there's a common thread here in everything we're talking about today. The urban convenience store, the suburban convenience store, uh, con, you know, autonomous convenience stores on wheels. And that's the digital transformation of convenience and energy retail. In order to seize the opportunities that we showcase in our future vision concepts, such as personalization, frictionless, biometrics, in-store or curbside pickup, delivery, and so on, operators will need a central digital infrastructure to power and orchestrate all of these different types of commerce experiences across all the different channels and modalities. And that's exactly what we've built at Stuzo with our open commerce platform. Well, you've certainly given us a lot to digest and think about, about what might be coming with all of the disruption. If retailers want to dig deeper into uh, these concepts about convenience stores of the future, can you give them a place to go to find that information? Sure. More information on our future vision platform can be found at cstorefuturevision.com and more information on our open commerce platform at stuzo.com. Thank you, Aaron. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'm here with Nicola Buck, the head of marketing for BP, and we're going to talk today about future technology. So we're going to learn a bit about an in-lab pilot that BP did in conjunction with Stuzo to test using biometrics. Specifically, they used the vein pattern in customers' hands uh, to allow them to check out at the pump. And we're also going to talk about the other steps that BP is taking to help position itself for a more frictionless future. So hi, Nicola. Hi, Erin. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Very good. Thank you. Good, good. So, you know, BP in the first quarter of 2018, I believe it was, uh, you guys did an, an in-lab pilot where you tested biometrics technology at the pump. 
Nicola, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what that pilot looked like and what you learned from it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the, the problem statement that we started with was one of uh, really understanding that when consumers come to gas stations, they really want to get in and out as quickly as they possibly can. And we call that a frictionless experience. And that's what we're that's what we're looking for. So we started to look at various technologies. Um, but one that kind of came to the, the top of the pile was the idea of biometrics. Um, and what biometrics does is, is uses various ways to recognize you as an individual. And there are lots of technologies out there. So you can do retina scanning um, or even palm payments. And that's what we started to look at and decided to, to trial. So palm payments actually uses infrared scanners um, to scan the veins in your hand. And each vein, each vein print on your hand, if you like, is completely unique, like a, like a snowflake uh, or a fingerprint. Um, and so this was a way that consumers, in theory, could identify themselves when they come to our stations, uh, be able to scan their palms and therefore get in and out really quickly. So that was the theory behind it. Um, so we set up a, a, an in-lab pilot, so some pumps both in our offices, uh, and we also took it to one of our conferences to share it with our customers to see what their appetite for this kind of technology would be like. Um, and whilst we didn't actually take it to a real life gas station, we did have it all set up, and that allowed us to test how quickly it would, it would enable a customer to go through the payment process at our sites. So that's what we set up we had a pump in our offices with the scanners attached to the pump and people could come along scan their palms and we could really demonstrate the potential of this technology very very cool so why did you decide that that this was the right time to to pilot testing biometrics specifically yeah, great question. Well, th there's various reasons for that. Um, the first is technology generally, that, that technology is changing our industry like never before. The gas station experience re really hasn't changed all that much in the last 30 years. And all of a sudden, we have many technologies open to us for how we can improve the customer experience and make it frictionless. So having done the, the kind of scan of technologies out there, we, we decided to try a few things, but in, in this case, it was the palm payment technology. Um, and it really addresses a few things. One, it addresses the customer pain point of, of allowing a customer to get in and out really quickly. But it also overcomes the, uh, one of the, the main challenges we face in our industry of secure payments. Um, uh, you know, with typical credit card or debit card payments today, we face all sorts of fraud challenges. Um, and the idea of biometrics is that it's a really clever way of, of recognizing you and just you and, and therefore protecting your identity and your details. Because it's almost impossible for some to, to, to kind of replicate or cheat the system in a way if, if we were using your, your palm as, as a way of recognizing you. So we were excited by this technology both in terms of what it could offer us from a data and a security perspective but also what it can do to, to make that customer experience just as frictionless as possible. Great and so when, when you did the lab test, when did the lab test end up concluding? And then are you currently testing or working with biometrics today? And why or why not? Yeah, so it was a very short test. We did it over a, a month, as I say, in our office. And then we also took it to one of our conferences in, in February this year to show our customers. We had 500 of our customers and we really wanted to show them. So customers being our jobbers, the people that run our sites. Mm -hmm. We wanted to test it with them to see if they liked it and get their feedback. Um, now, the truth is everybody likes it because when you just scan your palm, it's such a quick experience. And obviously the promise of making the payment experience more personalized to individual customers, quicker and frictionless, 
and more secure is is a, a proposition that our, our our jobbers our customers and our end consumers really really like um, we haven't taken it further at the moment and that's because in our industry um, it's actually very tricky to replicate technology like that at many sites. You know, we have 7,000 sites across the US uh, and each site has many pumps. So if you can imagine the, uh, the, the amount of investment that would go into implementing that, it's actually a really uh, big change program for our industry. Now, we do think it will come. We think it will hit, but we don't think it's going to roll out at mass scale um, now. So we continue to look at that along with other options to really test what consumers want today versus what is up and coming technology for tomorrow and we will continue to work with people like the pump manufacturers to think about how we integrate this technology into pumps for the future over the long term as these ways of payment become more common for people mm -hmm. um, so we're not taking it forward today but it stays in the mix um, but we do believe there's other things that consumers want from the experience today Great. So I'd love to talk about some of those other things that consumers are looking for today. So, you know, what are some other ways that you're looking to reduce friction or pain points for customers and, and overall make the experience at the gas station easier for them? Yeah. So if I think this, the way to start with this question is, is if we think about the experience today. So if you drive up to a gas station in the U.S., um, you pull up to the pump um, at the moment, you have to get out of your car, you go up to the pump, it's all done through the pump, but you have to type in your zip code, you have to enter your details if you want to use your loyalty programs, um, you have to press a number of keys uh, to get the information that, that we need in our systems. And altogether, we estimate that the experience at pump takes about two minutes, so it's really not a quick one before you can start filling up gas. And when we talk to our, our consumers about what matters to them, that's what they say. They say it's a real pain having to put in all those details, have to, you know, in a city like Chicago where it's freezing in winter, you have to stand outside for, for that time. It's really not a pleasant or quick experience. And so eventually things like biometrics will help. But today we see mobile payment as, as the way to immediately address that. People are used to using apps today. And so using, we have started to develop an app called BPMe, which is our mobile payment platform. Um, and at the moment, what that allows consumers to do is to pull up to the pump. Instead of having to get out of their car, they can unlock the pump from their, their driver's seat using their app. They open the app up. The app recognizes remotely that they are at a gas station and which one, and it remotely unlocks the pump. Because they've preloaded their, their payment method, their credit card or their debit card or PayPal, um, then they can just use that from their car and then all a consumer has to do is to get out, fill up gas and get back in and they automatically closes off the pump and automatically sends their receipt. And what's also great is that we've integrated our loyalty program into that experience. So again, a consumer no longer has to type in extra details to recognize their loyalty number. It's all done remotely and simply through the app. So it's a much more frictionless experience. So that's where we're starting. That's what we're starting to see, just like you would expect at many other retailers like Starbucks. You know, people are starting to use mobile pay to pay for their gas and to make that experience um, more frictionless. But that's just the start. I mean, we see that digital platform as really starting to unlock many other products uh, and offers and services for our customers for the future. 
So if we look a little bit further out, you can start to imagine how those that digital platform could link to a car's um, uh, in, in, in car dash system. So it can tap in to see how much fuel somebody's got in their tank, how much um, oil maybe they've got, uh, their driving style. And if we can get that information from the car, we can start to talk to our, our customers about, you know, here's an offer for more oil if you need to fill up, or here's a reminder that you'll need to fill up in so many so many miles or um, here's some tips on how you might drive more efficiently so if you think about all of that that opens up through the use of these digital platforms that really starts to to integrate with our consumers digital lives and really starts to change the gas station experience from from that that customers are used to today very neat and so can you talk a little bit more about how you're envisioning what a frictionless future might look like for convenience stores and their their forecourt um, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, do you think that biometrics is going to be a big part of it? I know that you touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, you know, right now we're working with mobile pay. There's a lot of convenience store chains that are looking into ways of doing frictionless checkout through a mobile app. Um, you know, why is it important to be testing these things now? And what do you think is going to be the big thing in the future? Yeah, no. So look, we're really excited about the future of, of all the technologies out there today. Um, it's important to be out testing today because right now there is so many technologies out there that it's hard to know which ones work, which ones to back, which ones consumers will use, which ones consumers will tend to keep using. That's the other problem. They might use it for, you know, one stop, but maybe not many. So right now we're in a, a phase of testing and understanding what works. And we're doing lots of trials at BP gas stations around the world actually into that. You know, another one that we've done recently um, in, in Europe is, is used cameras to recognize that a car is dirty. So cameras can track remotely uh, using their technology if a car is dirty. And if we see it's dirty, then we'd be able to proactively promote things like car washes to our consumers. Now, that's a promotional opportunity. But if you think about that kind of technology for the future, it really is trying to replicate what, what convenience stores like Amazon Go are starting to do. That ultimately our vision is for consumers to get in and out really quickly with the least amount of friction possible. And we believe that there's many technologies out there, but you know, whether it's cameras, whether it's phones, whether it's biometrics, the vision is that a consumer drives up, that one of those technologies will recognize a consumer has arrived at site and recognize them personally. And then all they need to do, they don't in future need to click any buttons, be it on a pump or an app, they would drive in, they would fill up and they would drive off. Um, Obviously, we can then use that technology to, to hopefully make that experience even, even more beneficial to them by promoting products in the stores and, and special offers that working with our CPG partners, for example. So it could go into the convenience store too. But the aim is to make it as simple and quick for a consumer to get in, get their gas, get their products and get out again. Um, and we believe that technology is going to enable that. Now, I'm also excited about what it does for different types of customers so if you imagine that uh, today consumers when they come to gas stations they often feel like that everybody's treated the same um, and we know of course through our, our own experiences with the way we buy many products today that we're all used to a personalized experience you know, if I buy something from the likes of an Amazon or whoever it might be online I get personal recommendations and I get a personal service based on me and my buying preferences or the way I might want to buy or how I want it delivered and in the future we really envisage uh, hoping that gas stations can also provide a much more personalized experience so if a car drives up and they're a diesel car then we enable diesel only to be pumped from that fuel. 
and it removes any chance of misfueling problems in the future because it won't be possible for a customer to buy a product that's not right for their car, for example. Um, or if you imagine, you know, disabled customers who might need more help when they come to, to, to a site. If these cameras or, or apps or biometrics could recognize that a consumer with special needs has arrived at the site, it can send a signal to the site operators to come out and help them. So you can imagine how technology is, is going to help the kind of masses of consumers, but also offer a much more personalized experience to address some of these pain points that still exist at gas stations. And we think that's a really exciting future. Great. Well, thank you, Nicola. I, for one, am really excited with everything that is happening in the space with technology and disruption right now. Uh, we heard the other month from uh, one of our futurists, Daniel Burris, who spoke a little bit about how convenience store chains can get in front of disruption and be the disruptors and help lead that charge. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, you can check that out. I appreciate you uh, being here today and talking with our listeners. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before, uh, before we log off today? No, that's great. Thank you, Erin. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, you know, we encourage everybody to, to give BPME a try and, and, and welcome any feedback. <laughs>